Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review, and together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I'm Chris Anderson, your host, and excited to dive into the topic today of becoming more self-disciplined and reaching our full potential as business owners, as people, as you know, where whatever you are in life, uh, being able to improve upon that. And we're going to be talking to Dane Dormio, and I hope I said that right, Dane. Uh, I didn't ask you beforehand, but Dane uh, helps ambitious professionals and aspiring high performers to develop self-discipline, optimize their mind-body energy systems, and actualize their full potential. So, Dane, welcome to Elevate Your Brand today. Hey, Chris. Thanks a lot. Uh, that is the correct pronunciation Oof. of my oh, name. So. All right. I figured, but the, you never you know what happens when you assume things. So. <laughs> I do. Well, welcome to Elevate Your Brand. We're so happy and thankful that you're here to share your expertise and just guide us in, you know, having better self-discipline and and living to our true potential. So um, I guess before we dive into that kind of meaty topic, tell us a little bit about you, why you got into doing what you do and maybe something you enjoy uh, personally outside of business. Well, something pretty significant about me is I describe myself as a martial scientist and mind-body mastery mentor because I I basically started doing martial arts when I was a kid and and just never stopped <laughs> and that has had an enormous influence on my own development and and on my own life and it's uh and it's always been a huge passion of mine and the work that i do now i've actually been led to do through a series of spiritual awakenings where the universe has revealed my path to me but an important connection with martial arts you mentioned self-discipline and Mm self-discipline is is one of my main focuses in coaching because self-discipline is really the source of everything else we want in life it's the source of of all forms of success and one of the things that people often associate with martial arts is Mm self-discipline and and for a good reason too because martial arts come out of a tradition of life or death combat yeah (laughs) so so if if there's one thing you can say about martial artists is that they tend to take what they do very seriously Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of it's kind of a similar assumption actually i just realized that i my academic background is in math and physics okay and all, all my life, people have always said, uh, oh, you study math. Wow, you must be so smart. <laughs> and, and actually, it's not that 
you have to be smart to study math. I mean, I, I found I just liked it and I got into it and I didn't want to do it more. So I really think enjoying it is the main criteria. Yeah. But the practice of it does help you become what people would call smart. Mm. And uh, with, with martial arts, it's not that you have to have a lot of self-discipline to practice martial arts, but practicing martial arts does tend to develop self-discipline. Yeah. And, and so in my coaching, what I do is I teach people how to apply the philosophy and principles of martial arts to develop self-discipline in any area of life because because the the secret is it's not really about martial arts it's about mindset and habit and training yourself yeah um so so essentially my my aim is to enable anybody to to experience and enjoy the benefits of the self-discipline of a dedicated martial artist applied to whatever areas in life you want to grow or excel. Mm. And I think that's a good point there because you can it can correlate to, to multiple facets of life uh, and business. And I think self-discipline is important. I think we can always improve upon it too. I don't think we're ever you know, perfect and self-discipline, um, but I think it's a crucial part uh, in our journeys. Uh, why? Where do you see self-discipline, you know, really play a big factor in in business or or in life or both? Where do where do you see some area more than the other that self-discipline really helps? <clears throat> well, that's that's a really that's a really interesting question, and I want to answer it. But first. I want to actually clarify this term that we're using because self-discipline. I have a different definition of self-discipline than, than what most people think of. Okay. When, when uh, what most people think of as self-discipline is basically forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. Um, that's, that's kind of on the surface, but yeah. When you when you scratch the surface a little, going back to childhood for most of us, and just looking at the term discipline, what does the term discipline mean, especially when you're a child? Yeah, I get in trouble for doing something wrong. It, it means punishment, right? Yeah, it right. Means you, discipline means you're going to be punished. <laughs> and 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 so I mean, we we many of us learn growing up we absorbed this lesson from from family and culture that if you do something wrong or if you make a mistake you have to be punished right and if there's no one else around to do it you have to do it yourself yep so we absorb this idea of discipline that it has to do with punishment and then when we encounter the idea of self-discipline what does that mean that must mean self-punishment <laughs> i mean even and, and for a lot of people even if we don't consciously think of it this way there's still that subconscious link and and this resistance and like why do we resist self-discipline and mm. i i'm speaking from experience because 
I had this kind of like a, a, a negative relationship with self-discipline for a lot of years. And I just, I didn't yeah. like the idea of self-discipline in, until I, I realized this and I came up with a new, more empowering definition of self-discipline, which is self-discipline is the state of being in internal and external alignment such that what you want to do mm -hmm. and what you feel like doing and what you have intelligently and rationally decided is in your highest and best interest are one and the same. Gotcha. So self-discipline, it means that you want to eat your vegetables <laughs> it means it means you you want to get up at 5 a.m and jog or whatever it is mm -hmm. for you because right because you you feel more impelled to do it than you feel resistant because you know it feels good because you mm. you enjoy the benefits and and this is really important because self-discipline is actually a, another common definition people have of self-discipline is they think of it as equivalent or synonymous to willpower. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But actually it's self-discipline is the opposite of willpower because willpower is the mental energy that we use to override our own urges to, to mm -hmm. force ourselves to do something we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And that takes energy. And the energy available for it is finite. In fact, the energy, the, the mental energy that we use to exert willpower is the same mental energy reservoir that's used for critical thinking, for decision making, for empathy, okay. and for short term memory. So the more energy you expend on any one of those the less energy you have available for the others this is a source of the phenomenon known as decision fatigue which is a psychological mm -hmm. thing that's been studied so uh and like in experiments where uh where people half the people are told to randomize a string of numbers and half the people are not and they walk to another room and somebody offers them would you like an apple or a slice of chocolate cake and the people who are holding the string of numbers in short-term memory, they're more likely to choose a chocolate cake. Huh. Uh, because uh, because it works every, the more energy you spend on any one of these, the less you have available for others. So if your your mental RAM is maxed out mm -hmm. and uh, and you, you're suffering from decision fatigue, you don't have the energy to exert willpower. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's so fascinating, all that, how it correlates together. So, how, you know, with that, how can we find, you know, our self-discipline, like what aligns with us more? Or can we, I guess, can we, maybe there's uh, an action that we know will be a benefit to us. Say, like you said, running at 5 a.m., you know, it's a benefit. Um, is there a way to create that self-discipline so it's, it is a positive thing? So you do enjoy it or is it just you have to find what you already find positive and just build on that? Well, it sounds like you're kind of asking, like, how do you develop self-discipline? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is a great question, too. I, I still do want to get to your question about, like, how is it relevant in business and life? But mm -hmm. um, 
But on the way there, uh, actually, actually, I'd, I'd like to do them in the order you asked them, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so willpower is the, is actually the opposite of self-discipline. So, um, actually, I'm, I'm going to come back to that part where this is with where discipline is relevant for business in life. It's, it's not making yourself do things that you don't want to do, but, uh, getting yourself, persuading mm-hmm. yourself, influencing yourself to do things that you know are good for you. Yeah. And and to feel like and to enjoy and to want to do things that, you know, are good for you and there's there's kind of two categories of people in the world, mm-hmm. roughly speaking. There are people who are basically in control of their own time, energy and focus. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are not. And people who are not largely fall into the category of traditional employees. Okay. Meaning that you have to go to a place of business and clock in for eight hours and then clock out at the end of the day or, or close to that. Yeah. And for, for most people in that situation, you're employment is really the biggest driver of everything in your life of your energy attention focus your activity and to be honest for for somebody who is in this situation and is okay with it is like fine with being this where they want to be or whatever self-discipline is not all that important Mm. i mean to be really honest because you go to work, your work is defined for you and you mm-hmm. do it. And then you come home and you do whatever you want. You can sit on the couch the rest of the day in front of the TV. If you want to, you know, like right. nobody's going to stop you. Right. Uh, if, you know, if you, as long, if your bills are paid and you have a comfortable life and whatever, um, then I mean, not saying it's, it's good for you or, or really desirable ultimately, but I'm saying a lot of people do this. Right. And, and get by this way. But if you are in a position where you have a lot of responsibility or you, or a lot of ambition, i.e. Mm-hmm. you want to have a lot of responsibility and, and, uh, particularly if you're in a position where you are in control of your own time, energy, and attention, mm-hmm. which applies to entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, people who are self-employed, even a lot of remote employees, who, if you have the freedom to go to sleep when you want to go to sleep, wake up when you want to wake up, eat when you want to eat, exercise when you want to exercise, work when you want to work, this is a huge advantage for designing a lifestyle that maximizes your self-discipline. Yep. And and it's also necessary because if you if you are in charge of multiple projects, if you uh, if you have ambitions and, and you want to grow and expand yourself and, and change the situation in life, then, uh, and, and if you're a leader or you aspire to be a leader, in all of these situations, self-discipline is obviously incredibly important. Mm. Um, so it's it's really a matter of how far do you want to go in life, actually. It's like how important is yeah. self-discipline? How far do you want to go in life? Um, it, it pretty much comes down to that. Now, 
to the question of how do we develop self-discipline, self-discipline is the opposite of willpower. This mm -hmm. actually gives us a very important clue, which is the way to maximize self-discipline is by conserving willpower. Mm, okay. <laughs> which which actually should come as good news if, if you've been like living with the impression that self-discipline is self-punishment. Right. And forcing yourself and, and exerting lots of willpower, actually conserving willpower, minimizing the amount of willpower you exert. There's uh, there's a, a, a little parable, a Zen parable that I, that I like to adapt to martial arts where three students are sitting around drinking tea and the first one says, my master is so powerful, he can break rocks with his bare hands. And the second one says, oh, yeah, well, my master is so powerful, he once defeated 10 opponents in combat unarmed without taking a scratch. <laughs> and they both try to look at the third student who's just sitting there quietly sipping his tea. And they say, what's so special about your master? And he says, my master eats when he's hungry, drinks when he's thirsty, and sleeps when he's tired. He goes <laughs> on quietly sipping his tea. Point being that it's, it's not by forcing yourself to go against your innate biologic instinctive impulses that mm -hmm. creates health. It's actually being attuned to and going with the natural mechanisms that keep us alive and healthy, mm. that you cultivate health. And health is a source of strength. It's a source of power. It's a source of willpower. It's a source of all your success, really. And, and this principle also applies to developing self-discipline. So going back to the question of like, how do you establish a particular habit? Like if you want to, if you want to get up and jog and, uh, first thing in the morning, it maybe doesn't have to be at 5 AM, right. uh, whatever is, whatever is in accordance with your biorhythms, mm -hmm. um, is, is good. But, uh, say, say you want to say you are, you're in the habit of waking up with stimulants. You know, the first thing is you got to have the coffee as soon as you wake up. And otherwise, you know, you're not a real person until you've had your coffee. Right. Right. Whenever people say that. Yeah. And, and you want to, and you know, that's not good. It, it lowers your energy overall. So you feel sluggish throughout the day and you become reliant on it and mm -hmm. uh, adrenal fatigue and all these things. So you want to change that habit of you, you first wake up and do some vigorous physical activity. Mm -hmm to shake off the sleep inertia and, uh, and trigger your body into full wakefulness. So the question is, how do you make that action? And you have to, you have to do it as an action first before it comes a habit. You have to do it once and then do it again and then do it again. And it becomes a habit, right? So right. how do you make that action more enjoyable or appealing to you? Mm. Like uh, when you wake up, like maybe put on some soothing music that you like or some energizing music, if that's what yeah. does it for you. Yeah. Or you, you light some incense um, or uh, the first thing you do is you you walk outside and take a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. um, something that something that you'll look forward to, something you actually 
want to do um, and, uh, and, and make it, move it in the direction of, of, of wanting to do it. And then lowering the resistance, like for example, uh, if you, uh, if you want to get up and jog and, um, you wear some special clothes that have some special shoes, take those out the evening before and, and lay them out so that, so that there won't be that little thing in the way of getting up and doing it. You just get up right. and do it. Your shoes are right there. You put them on, <laughs> um, remove, remove the obstacles and do things to make it enticing and enjoyable for yourself at least a little bit so that even if it still does take some willpower mm-hmm. at first to do it, it takes less. So, so you can, you can, it's about, it's not about eliminating willpower. It's about minimizing right. yep. willpower so that you, uh, you, you do the, the action and then you do the action again, it becomes a habit and it builds strength over time and and eventually it works the opposite like if you if you if you get in the habit of doing this and you wake up and uh you you're like oh i'm i'm tired i don't feel like jogging but your body is used to getting up and jogging so it'll actually take willpower for you to not do that yeah you have to force yourself to to not do it and 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 then the the whole uh, discipline and willpower dynamic starts to work in your favor instead of against mm-hmm. it. Awesome. No, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think people can definitely take that and, and implement that in anything, even in business and, and personal life. Just start to decrease the obstacles in your way, and then you know, as you keep doing it, that's going to be more of an enjoyable thing because it's you're, you're going to be less willpower uh, to to do that. So. Um, where can people go for like, say they built this, you know, self-discipline They're they're on a good streak and um, they want to maybe take it to the next level. Is there something you recommend that helps them, you know, actualize their uh, uh, full potential even more besides just building this self-discipline? Well, I want to say two things about that. Mm-hmm. One is that you build self-discipline in the process of doing things that are worthwhile and meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, if if it's if it's your business, if it's your fitness, your health, your relationships, you you build discipline in these domains so it's not like you go uh uh you go you go live in a cave somewhere for a few years or you do a montage scene uh (laughs) like in a movie and then you have discipline and then you go find something to do with it um it's uh it's it's a it's something that you progressively develop in over time in pursuit of things that are meaningful to you and uh another thing that I want to say is if mm-hmm. when I talk about being a black belt in life, yeah, which essentially means that you are a holistically developed person. And 
and so I, I think the natural progression, if you if you start to develop discipline in one area of life, mm -hmm. then you learn how to develop discipline and you you set the example for yourself, you demonstrate for yourself that you have the ability to develop discipline in an area. And then that can enable and empower you to develop discipline in other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people start out with like one little thing. For example, a really common thing is I want to lose X number of pounds. Right. Or I want to make Y number of dollars in mm -hmm. my business. Really common things to focus on a specific single metric. Yeah. Or in a particular area. And and then uh, if if you're successful with that, you're vision moves up to like nice i'm lose so many pounds which like i want to be fit and healthy and energized and feel good in my body and i want to yeah. be able to move this way and do these things with my body and 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 that expands to i want to be physically mentally emotionally spiritually psychologically healthy mm -hmm. fit and well yeah and The, the the evolution is towards not developing discipline in specific areas, but in developing discipline in your whole life, mm -hmm. such that there there are really two there are two aspects mind body mastery that kind of encompass everything. Yeah. The the internal aspect and the external aspect. The internal aspect has to do with developing the ability to regulate body breath and mind together to manage mm. state moment mm -hmm. to moment because these are the three innate levers we have to manage state and state is the basis of everything it's the basis of mood of energy of attention of performance of relationships so learning uh so how the internal basis of self-discipline is learning to regulate your internal state by to, to manage your internal state by regulating body breath and mind together and this comes from having a personal daily mind body practice of some mm -hmm. kind and the ideal complete mind body practice is one that incorporates exercise breath work and meditation into a single activity like it's a good kind of multitasking gotcha yeah so for for developing the internal aspect it's necessary to have a personal daily mind body energetic hygiene practice and it's also necessary just to maintain baseline physical mental emotional spiritual health and well-being mm -hmm. for all people if you're not already doing something like this for yourself in other words it's it's like being sleep deprived or being malnourished you're going to have problems showing up yeah so that's the internal aspect which needs a mind body practice. The external aspect is information and action management, also known as executive functioning, or what I like to call the fine art of deciding what to do and then doing it. <laughs> and this relies on having a distributed cognition ecosystem, which is a trusted system outside of your head for managing information and actions so that you can use your brain for having ideas instead of holding on to them because short-term memory is 
can only working memory can only hold five to seven things at once. So as soon as you give your brain more than five to seven things to keep track of, you create instant stress and failure for mm. yourself. So what you've got to have, especially if you are responsible or want to be in, in a leadership and you know manage a bunch of stuff, um, you have to have a trusted system outside of your head for keeping track of things because as soon as you notice something to be responsible for, it creates an open loop in your brain. And yep. if you don't have a trusted system outside your head, your brain just keeps creating these open loops. And before long, it's like a, a computer with 50 browser tabs open. Your <laughs> your mental RAM is maxed out and, yep. and you can't think of anything or remember anything or decide what to do next. Mm -hmm. So if, when you put it inside a trusted system outside your head, your brain knows, aha, that's taking care of for the moment. I don't have to keep track of it and it lets it go. And then you can have your, have your brain available for generating ideas. Cause I think all of us are innate, inherent creative geniuses. If we could just capture and harness the value of all the random ideas, our brains are always generating all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think those are two good components to think about when, when we're moving forward, you know, in life and business, you know, the internal, external and, um, you know, bringing these into balance and, and just continuing to improve upon that, you know, man, Dane, this has been a great uh, episode. Lots of, like I said, is a meaty, meaty, deep topic and you've done really well in this time we've had to, to break it down and kind of give guidance and direction with how people can improve and, and take those steps going forward. So I'd love to just, as we round out the, the time together today is, you know, share with people who are listening, where can they connect with you to find out more, to learn from you? And then, uh, yeah, do you have anything that they uh, can can lean into even more? Yeah, thanks, Chris. I, I really appreciate that. I, I mm -hmm. love having the chance to talk about these, my favorite topics. Um, you can find me online at mindbodymastery.academy. And also, you can look me up on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Dane Dormio in the world. I'm happy to connect. <laughs> And um, you can also find some free gifts on my website uh, that uh, they go into more detail about the, the internal and the external paths of mind-body mastery. So um, I'm happy to help if I can. And the, the thing I would part with mm -hmm. is... The recognition that you can create the life you want for yourself and the world you want to live in by choosing your thoughts. Mm. So good. Yeah, I agree completely. So, uh, again, make sure you guys all get connected to Dane look at what he's doing, get connected with more of that information he has on his website uh, and, and just continue to go out there and improve uh, every day. Dan, again, thank you so much for being on Elevate Your Brand today. Thanks, Chris. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.